Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize Ross. Introduce the guest, man. Today, we have a very special guest. We have John, the Bunkrana banger, Hutchinson. John, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. Thanks, guys. How's things back there? John, we're doing absolutely fabulous. Just let me set the scene for you <laughs> this weekend. Five belts, four champions, three title fights, two lads from Dublin doing a podcast, one legendary night. How does that sound? Yeah, where else would you get it? You wouldn't get it nowhere, would you? Huh? Yeah, so guys, for those of you who don't know, uh, John is actually Piotr Jan's boxing coach. So John, tell us, how the hell did that come about? Uh, it was about uh, three years ago in Thailand and Tiger Muay Thai in Phuket. And uh, I was over there on a training camp myself, I'd say. I've always went over and biked to Thailand, you know, but uh, I moved to Tiger Muay Thai. I was training, I was training the guy there, just helping him out. And Peter, I think it was his first USC foot. If I they hurt his foot, you know. I, I knew it, Peter. I've always followed him. He was just going into the UFC at the time. And he came up and spoke to me. I was training the guy. I said, hello, coach. And to be honest, at the time, I wasn't really fully coaching. You know, I was still fighting. He's like, can we can we do some pause? I was like, what's pause? You know, they, in Russia, they call pads pause, you know. And what I, I replied, like, that's understandable, yeah. isn't it? Like, very Russian, yeah. yeah, yeah well, yeah, they, yeah. They, they do like the bears over there, so maybe like the bears <laughs> yeah. hold pads over there. So I said, Yeah, sure, no problem. And then he didn't know what I said, and he hadn't a word in English. Like, and the two of us just laughed, you know. And uh, but it was funny, we, I think we worked that day just like a small bit of work, and he's a very smart guy, like you know, I was trying to get across a few things him and. I just went from there, I went home that night and then I had a post on Instagram from him and he was like, uh, hello coach, when we work next, you know, and just bit by bit then, you know, he, he had his fight then in uh, Singapore in his debut and uh, nobody knew, like he hurt his foot and all, so that's why we really worked on his boxing from that. And I just went from there, you know, so I did. And were you in his corner with that fight, John? No, because I was only to start to get to know him mm. that time, you know, and it, it just bit by bit, it just got more and more hands on. And then at the time, I was actually still like fighting a bit. So I remember I was going away. I think I was fighting in Australia or I got a fight off in Australia and I was going to Australia to, to fight. And next thing I got a text from him, he's like, hello, coach, I'm going to Tiger Muay Thai for camp. We'll be there. We've got this guy. Um, and I was like, I've got to think about this, you know, because I was actually, like, I love fighting, but I was actually enjoying the coaching as well, you know. And then I was like, it just got a hold of me. I was like, yeah, I want to, this guy would just like, just, you know, you go home at night just excited. You just knew how dangerous it was going to be, you know. Yeah. So that was it. When back then, we just started to work from there and just got more and more and more of a role, you know. So then. And is the bung crana banger no more? Are, are you full time coach now, or you know, will we still see you get into the squared circle one more time? <laughs> no, I'm just fully, fully coaching now. You know, uh, this food in Vegas, I know that I'll never see my weight again. That's for sure. <laughs> but nah, I, and you know, I found out when uh, when I was still coaching, I was still kind of fighting. It doesn't work out. It's one or the other. You know it. 
could give him one, one hundred percent, you know, and you soon find out that you know it's a it's a hard choice to decide to choose, you know, but you soon find out. I actually had to ban myself from punching a bag or hitting the pad because I started to hit the pads because I like training a bit of fitness, you know. Yeah. I'd start hitting the pads and I'd feel good again. Next thing I was calling out people and it's called not calling out people, but I was like messaging this guy, can you organize my fight? And then I was getting all guys to train. And you know, at the start it was a bit weird because people was calling me coach, coach, and I'm thinking I'm I'm not really a coach yet, you know, but I, I soon like uh They probably saw it in you. Yeah, and then I, I I just put my head down, you know, I wasn't long in Tiger Muay Thai and they offered me a full-time job there. I said, look, John, would you like to stay here? We, we want you to look after the boxing offer. I said, yeah, and, and you know, if he's ever been to Phuket, sometimes you have to come over, guys. It's like a dream for fighters, you know. Yeah, it looks unbelievable. I think it's on the yeah. bucket list, Basma, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, literally and figuratively speaking. Also, I need to get my ass whooped in Phuket. It's already happened over in Mexico. So, like, let's go to another continent, you know? Uh, <laughs> when it gets back to normal, uh, come over his morning album. We'll, we'll look after he's over there, you know? You will love it. When, it. when did you first go over, John? Because obviously, uh, uh, if people aren't aware, Bunkran is from is Donegal in Ireland, and then you moved to Thailand, and then um, you just seem to be living the dream there. Yeah, so I actually went, my first trip there was 20 when I was going to Australia. I just stopped for a couple of nights. And the strangest you. thing was, yeah, you know, and the strangest thing was, I said to my friends, you know, I'm going to love here, guys. And, you know, we were joking about it at the time. And then bit bit, bit I went back. And then I think I was 24, I went back for a long training camp. And I really fell in love with it. And I just, because I was fighting everywhere, you know, I was actually like living everywhere, like Spain, America, you name it. But I've always came back to Thailand for a few months of time. And then I've basically been there about three, three, four years full time living now, you know, I haven't moved. So I finally settled down a bit. <laughs> I set up them roots. And then like, obviously we were just talking about Peter is fighting this weekend. Like when was the first time you cornered him? Because looking through his uh, record, like obviously he just, he's coming off a win against Jose Aldo to become the champ. But like he obviously fought your other favourite, Jimmy Riviera, who just had an unbelievable fight of the weekend. John Dodson, former, uh, former challenger for the belts. Uh, like when was the first time you actually cornered Peter? So uh, I got really serious, you know, when with the Dodson fight and Riviera fight, you know, um, I remember saying to him, I said, make sure you, I said, try and get pushed that fight with Riviera. I said, it's made for you now, you know. And bit by bit, his English got better. And then I went over, then we're at, went over his first fight with Uriah Faber. And then Aldo, I know this one, you know. So, so it was hard at the start, you know, because we needed like a translator, you know. But yeah. now, now his English is really good. Especially if you can understand me, anyways, you know. <laughs> he sounds fluent. He sounds like he has a bit of a Donegal twang to him, Ross. Yeah, what's he gonna... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, what's it called? Uh, let me let me think. Um, he, Peter, he, he, Peter he sounds, sounds like he's from Guidor. Peter O'Reilly is that Peter Peter O'Donnell, Daniel O'Donnell's cousin, isn't he? <laughs> oh, stop, stop. Look, come here, John uh, Boy. Like, how long did it take for you to really, really see the what you've taught, Peter? to become in a striking like when did that really really when, when could you see it come to fruition as well you know uh P- peter has a, like a good boxing background you can see that you know it's it's a different style the russian style they're very swinging big long hooks you know knuckles down you know a lot of them hurt the wrists you know you know but uh 
the hardest way to explain was it was like like a dynamite. A guy's bouncing, bouncing up and down, you know, and uh, was like what I really focused on was like setting them down, like sitting on them shots and like getting some actual power in the shot, you know. That was the hardest thing, getting the guy to settle down a bit. But uh, now it's transition. I'm telling you, he's one of the hardest hitting bantamweights out there. Like, this guy's yeah. power is lethal, you know. So he, he, look at Jose Aldo. You could hit that man with a baseball bat, you know, and it, he knew about it the first round, you know, straight down the pipe. And it was a long night for him in there, you know. So that, that was an absolutely epic fight and it was, it was a great story to it as well uh, the Aldo fight as well just because uh, uh, Piotr had been over to Brazil and he trained with Aldo before the, uh, what's called uh, sort of previous yeah. uh, in previous years and like it was you know the young up-and-comer looking to capture his first UFC title and it was you know the wily veteran looking to claim a, a belt in second weight class it was such a good fight uh, on you yeah. know, it was on Foyle Island, and you know, you were you were, you always sort of guess when you see people have trained together who got the better of who in the tra- training room. You know what I mean? But then, yeah. obviously, obviously, there was a few years past, and look, I just look at Peter Yan and just go, "Who's actually going to stop that guy?" Because he looks like he has no quitting him. He's relentless from bell to bell, and I'm not surprised he's UFC champion. Uh, the man, as you said, it is relentless. You know, I'd say this has been my hardest camp win because uh, with Aljamain, you know, he's very tricky. Like he's waiting for Peter, like to overreach, overcommit. He's going to shoot inside or slip inside and take him down. You know, so can you imagine a guy that just wants to take your head off? Like, and I mean, he hits with intentions. Like, that's that's holding him back. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. Like. You know, two or three punches, mics, we just like pop shot and then like it's gonna come, you know. But I'm trying to like just hold him. It's like walking a fight dog, I'm just holding him back, you know. It's the hardest thing ever. And John, let me ask you about that because obviously, you know, there's no secret to Aljamain Sterling's game plan against everyone. He's looking to take your back and ride like ride you like a back to pack till you know either you quit or the round ends. What's yeah. it like going in? fighting someone with that style and what has Peter done to change the game plan because obviously he doesn't want to change his style too much either for his opponent he wants to still implement his own game plan uh, you know this is great I had said to Peter this fight is a fight that I say makes you you know this is where you make a real statement you know he hasn't really got to show his ground game even though we don't want to show it in this fight you know we want to stand up as much possible Peter's ground game is uh really up there you know as I say we don't want to mix it with this guy but he's really going to sh- get the mix mix it up here and show he's not just a boxing striker you know he, he can adapt to any fighter you know you know he's got what a his ground game sorry sorry for interrupting what, what his ground game sort of resemble that sort of Dagestani style that we're accustomed to seeing with Khabib or even Shumayev yeah, he's, you know, he's been in them camps in Dagestan and all, you know, these guys, you know, he's learned an awful lot there. Not, I wouldn't even worry about too much about the wrestling, you know, it's the BJJ part that's taking his bike and all, you know, as you say, we've got to keep him off his bike. But there in the ATT, you know, there's a coach there that's helped us a lot. Uh, Perumpa, a Brazilian guy, you know, his BJJ is next level, you know, he works with Pedro and all them guys, you know, and then you know how good their ground game is, you know. Peter's ground game is 
you know, it, it's up there. As I say, we don't want to show it, but we're comfortable, you know. Sure. Yeah, well, in fairness, he did fight good wrestler in Jimmy Riviera, and he was able to get the job done against him. So, look, I think if Aljamain Sterling can, can get the takedown in this fight, you know I mean? He, he is an advantage, but yeah. it's not an easy feat. And once Piotr Jan keeps him on the feet, and that's where the fight starts, Aljamain Sterling is in trouble for 25 minutes. Um, when Aljamain gets hit once, he's going to be, it's going to shell up. He's going to be in some shock, you know, and he's, he's open. He's a pop shot. He throws sing along. He's very awkward, you know, but uh, the best thing is he's been working on his boxing. And as I said to Peter, the more he works on it, the better, you know, he's going to get that like false confidence. Like, and the worst thing you can do is stand with Peter, you know, so it well, it hasn't worked out for anyone else yet, so uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't see it uh, working out for Aljamain Sterling. Although he is definitely probably the most unique talent in the 135 pound division, uh, yeah. I don't think anyone else offers that level of jujitsu when unique. They don't call him the Funk Master for nothing. Put it that way. No, I mean, it is true. a funky style. He's fully deserving yeah. of being being the. The challenger for the title, you know, this is the creme de la creme we're talking about here, which is yeah. oh, like it, it's mad to believe. I think it's just the Irish mentality we sort of have. We're sort of like, maybe, <laughs> yeah. but like realistically, like like you're doing amazing things, John, and then myself and Ross got that massive push in the UFC this week. It's just, but like at the end of the day, you go back to your roots. You know, you just you sort of. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what's even yeah. gas, right? We're I don't know, twenty minutes into the podcast or fifteen minutes into the podcast. And we haven't even mentioned that we featured on the UFC 259 uh, countdown show. I uh, just want to say a quick thanks to everyone who did actually shout us out and everyone yeah. who messaged over. Uh, the phone was hopping. It was, uh, you know, a real honor to be featured on such a massive production and by, you know, the pinnacle of MMA across the world. So a uh, big shout out to UFC countdown guys for including us and hopefully be the first many to come. Yeah. And we also made our debut on the video with the one and only, the Bunkrana. What did you say? Bunkrana. Banger. Bunkrana. Banger. 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 I, was thinking, I was thinking of the Bunkrana Mana. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Baz, I come up with nicknames for fighters that don't have them all the time. So, like, you can just re- rename uh, John Boy there. No bother. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, just, I, thought it, I thought it had a good ring to it. But, like, that's <laughs> will, we, will we get into the card itself, or which way do you want to start? Obviously, we're, t- we're talking about the Bantamweight fight now, but do you want to start at the top and then we go through, or what way do you want to look at things? Oh, I think yeah. well, whichever way you want, Basmo. You, you normally, uh, you run the show. Well, okay. Well, John Boy only agreed that we could come on so we could talk about uh, Jan Black. Congratulations, guys, as well. Great work you are doing, you know. John, thanks, Mill, man. Thanks, like, we've been following each other for a while, so it's cool to finally get up to your level. We'll, we'll be sitting at the, ta- the, the, the master table in, in the big uh, boy's t- table. The big boy's yeah. table. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, lads, let's get into it. Before, if you are new to the show, make sure to like and subscribe and let us know. Um, what nickname you like more, <laughs> the Bunkrana Mana or the Bunkrana uh, <laughs> Banger? Bunkrana Banger. Okay, here we go. Uh, in the main mm. event, right, Jan Blackovich is defending this title in the UFC light heavyweight division. He's taking on Israel Adesanya, the middleweight champion. Israel Adesanya looking to become champ, champ. Lads, we may as well start with the challenger first, Israel Adesanya. John Boy, what do you make of Israel Adesanya's striking game? Yeah, I love Israel. It's that kickboxing, fast pace. He's elusive, very good mover, you know. I, I believe he's going to be too fast, a bit too slick, you know. Uh, but 
the Polish powerhouse, you know, you can't underestimate his power. You know, he's going to be in his face at times, you know, so he's going to have to dig deep. But I, I, I believe that uh, Israel will... Uh, it's it's going to go the distance this fight, I believe, but Israel will win it. Ross, what about yourself? Interesting, interesting take. Look, um, first first things first, uh, I actually thought Paolo Costa was going to be able to beat Adesanya in the last fight, and boy, was I wrong. So I refuse to ever back against Israel Adesanya ever again. Um, like you said, uh, John Boy, his skill set is so unique. His uh, style of kickboxing is next level. It's yeah. the elite of the elite in terms of uh, mixed martial arts. And I do think he is going to be too slick to uh, get caught by Jan Blachowicz. I think Jan Blachowicz will land some shots at some stage, but I don't yeah. know if he's ever going to land one flush you know, on the chain. You know, I think he might get him a few times as he's slipping out, and I don't think it'll be enough. And I think Adesanya will win by TKO in the fourth round. One thing I will say is the UFC did a great job in their promo of the fight saying, He's fighting the true light heavyweight in this fight, even though Jan Blachowicz came into the UFC at middleweight and had six yeah. middleweight fights there. So, you know, that man can still make 185 pounds if he really had to. But look, yeah. he, he is the champ at 205. And look, don't underestimate him. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, well, like, Definitely. Looking at Jan, like obviously he's he's lost to Thiago Santos and he beat Dominic Reyes there for the vacant title. Dominic Reyes was, should have, should have arguably got the W against John Jones as well. But like, yeah, Jan as well, it, looking at it now, he's like, he's basically in his prime now. Was he 31? So the, the two lads are probably the same age now. He's in his prime. He's just after having a kid as well. The, the UC put a big spin on that being like, you know what, this is, uh, he wants to like, create legacy now for his for his family. So like, Adesanya to win this now against Jan, that would be, like, be a massive feather in his cap for someone like you, you can, can't disagree that Jan is the champ and like like he's in his prime you know sometimes people like to run down wins saying oh he's out of his prime oh who's he beat yada 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 but like I, in saying that I, I do believe Adesanya is just on a different level he's he's playing in the matrix and this this he's playing this game in the matrix and um I, I can just see the two straps yeah I can just say Dana better make sure he has the second belt there <laughs> you know I mean unlike the Connor situation but um yeah it was that, a Tyron Mudley had to give his belt yeah. in. Tyron Mudley. <laughs> Tyron, give us your belt. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't cute. What's the Tyron song now? I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. What's that rap you had though? In fairness, I don't think anyone wants uh, to remember right, Tyron right. Mudley for his rap. <laughs> Tyron Mudley, the Drake of the UFC rap game. But, but, uh, uh, just, just to give Jahan Blahovic uh, uh, a fair you know, rap of the knuckles as well. Like, Definitely. I mean, he went in there. He knocked out Luke Rockhold and he like, KO KO'd him. He was he was asleep for a week. Uh, yeah. Then he went and he beat uh, Jack Ray Souza. He knocked out Corey Anderson, who you know he could easily go and win the Bellator light heavyweight title. And he beat Dominic Reyes as well. And he knocked him out and he gave him a good hiding as well. So yeah. look, yeah. He, like he has that power. He's beat some regal guys. He's also beaten the likes of Jimmy Manoa and Nikita Krylov. You know he, he is the champ for a reason. I just think. Yeah. And rightfully so, people are mesmerized by Stallbender. And it's it's the whole thing. It's the show as yeah. well. It's the dance on the way to the, the ring. Yeah. The way how, how smooth he is in there. It's He's an iconic figure in the sport. And I think when all is said and done, uh, he hangs up his gloves, he'll be one remembered for a very long time. 
that's for sure. He's he's unreal talent, you know. People buy into it, you know. It's that dancing, it does the moving, it it's the flashiness, you know. They love it, you know. And he's not over his head. He's not too big headed, so he's a real likable guy, you know. Yeah, I just, I saw he bought a car from his mom, and that was a uh, that was actually very touching when I saw that. I was like, yeah, it, it, yeah. My my one my one knock on that is like, why did you buy a por- her a Porsche? You know what I mean? Like, could have bought her something a bit more subtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a, it was like very a, easy, very yeah, easy, massive. Yeah, it was massive. Oh, so uh, yeah, so in the comments, let us know who you think's gonna win. Is Yang gonna defend his title, or is it gonna be a new champ, champ in town? Uh, okay, lads, in the co-main event. Arguably, the goal Amanda Nunes is defending her women's featherweight title against Megan Anderson. Um, John, I asked you first, so I'm gonna ask you, Ross, this time. What do you make this fight for Amanda Nunes? And if she wins this, is she just what more does she need to do to solidify the goatness of the goat? <laughs> well, Amanda, the lioness Nunes, is already the goat, and I think win, lose, or draw this fight, she'll still be the goat. She holds belts in two different divisions no woman has ever done that and she had also she had also defended two belts in two different divisions um which no woman has ever done that and i don't think i think it'll be a long time before we do see that happen again um look megan anderson is the only actual 145 pounder in this uh, in the ufc and you know she was brought into from invicta to fight for the belt she then lost her uh, first fight and then she also lost a Felicia Spencer as well. She lost Holly Holm. And, you know, they were waiting for her to string wins together to give her a title shot. She's now strung the wins together. <laughs> she now has it, yes. <laughs> And yeah. now she's going in there. And look, I think Megan Anderson's a very good fighter. Um, she was unfortunately on the end of a, a bit of a, a verbal bashing from, I think it was Sean O'Malley. Uh, no, it was Sean O'Malley's it, podcast. It was oh, Sean O'Malley's podcast. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was Casey it, Kenny. Was it? Okay, uh, yeah, it was actually. He was also fighting on this card, and um, he, could, he, could yeah. have a, he could have a fight with her beforehand. Or yeah, John he, Boy. Could, <laughs> he could do, but uh, look, she, she, she's a very, very good fighter. But let's 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 not get it twisted. You know what I mean? Um, Amanda Nunes is a different level. Sometimes I think one of the most overused phrase in MMA is "there's levels to this game" because I feel like everyone just says it now. But yeah. you're, you're looking at you know she. Knocked out Holly, Holly home with a head kick. She, you know, won 50-45 against Felicia Spencer. She beat Jermaine Durand to me. She knocked out Chris Cyborg. She knocked out Raquel Pennington. She knocked out uh, Ronda Rousey. She beat Valentina Shushenko twice. You know I mean, like, this Misha, one, Tate. UC Misha Tate as well. UFC 200. Like, she has by far and large the greatest resume in UFC women's history. The only thing I will say is she hasn't got her last two opponents out of the Oxbound, so she has 50 minutes in there in her last two fights. But uh, I don't see Megan Anderson going uh, last in the full 25 minutes this time around. I think uh, Amanda Nunes will want to get in there. I think she'll take her back and rear naked choke. John Boy, yeah. what about yourself? Uh, she, she's the goat, you know, uh, training alongside her there. You know, you yeah. can hear the thuds of her, the way she trains, you know. You know, the gym stops kind of when she trains, you know, she, she's amazing to watch. And I've seen some of her sparring and all, you know, I can't even see this lady lasting. It won't go two or three rounds, you know, it doesn't matter how tough you are. It's her, it's her relentless work as well, the way she sets it. She's a beast. She's a monster. Like, you know, she's a, you wouldn't want to mess her around, that's for sure, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
John Boy, I, I know I know people said about Ronda Rousey, but you you've seen Amanda Nunes training in person with your your little stint out now over in Miami. How yeah. would Amanda Nunes do against a male fighter? Oh, she definitely hold her own. She's she you know she's uh, strong. Like even the, the the Russian boys call it the horse. The horse is like a horse. You know she's so strong. <laughs> yeah, but uh, in Dublin we say how are your horse, and that means yeah. totally different. <laughs> the couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, she's a monster. You know, uh, maybe I'd love to see the Valentina fight, third fight, one of them fights was the closest fight ever. You know, it's the only one really there that I can see her giving bother because of her speed and her striking. You know, but. Other than that, I can't see anybody else really close there, you know. So can. I'm Basmo. Uh, yeah, no, I just just agreeing there. I was like, after this, she sort of ticked the box off, unless she wants to do a, a second a second lap. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, the Valentina's just shake up fight. That's something that, that like Valentina, you like you must appreciate Valentina striking. Like that's that's yeah. sensational stuff. Like that, I'd love to see her uh, do that. She she's class, you know. She's very balanced, good moving. You know, it's that. She knows she, she does a lot of Muay Thai, but Muay Thai don't really work for UFC. But her Muay Thai striking is perfect. She moves yeah. fast in her feet, you know. Perfect. How so often would you say someone's striking is perfect? Uh, she not not often, but I love her striking. You know, she's elusive. She's bound. I, I pick I pick this up a lot. Like I see guys like throwing shots off bounds, and, and you know straight away if they move a lot, they haven't got power, you know. But the way she stands upright, you know, bounce. It's like. Walking into her shots, like walking into a wall because she's just stuck, you know, balance, timing, perfect. You know, she's, she's class to watch, you know. So she is. Oh, yeah, it's, she's unreal. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for Amanda News as well. I just like just watching her in the, the countdown video, the way she was like holding the baby in the sort of snug thing. I was just like, she's not letting any woman take, take anything from her. You know I mean? She's a pure savage. No. And she has a little baby every day in the gym, you know, and or uh, her girlfriend or something. She's there uh, holding it, watching them sparring. Oh, it's crazy to watch, you know. Sort yeah, that's Nina Ansaroff, also yeah, a yeah. UFC fighter as well. So, like, you know I mean, like, it, it, it runs in the blood oh, there, yeah. what's called over there, so... Um, I don't even pay no heat to that. I just was telling me, oh, that's her girlfriend. I don't even pick up on that, you know. That's who that is. You know, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, I mean, as Basno said, no one's taking bread off her table anytime soon. Yeah. No, 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 no one even wants to. <laughs> no, nobody wants it. Nobody wants no. to. No, don't fight the horse. <laughs> the horse bites. Uh, right, <laughs> lads, then obviously, uh, there is a bantam weight on the line. Uh, John Boy will be uh, ringside, literally. Uh, Peter Yan's taking on Algermain Sterling for the bantam weight title. I know, obviously, we discussed a bit of it beforehand, but uh, John Boy can't give us away too many stuff because we, we all know Matt Sarah will be snooping around here. But Ross, mm-hmm. what do you make of this? And like, this is what do you expect, man? This is going to be fireworks, man. I think for the first time in a very, very long time, we are seeing the number one ranked contender fight the champion and I think when Henry Cejudo won that belt and then left the vacant there was a bit of a mix and there was a bit of a you know a hoorah there was like Aldo there was obviously Jan there was Sterling there was Sandhagen there was Marias and we were trying to find out who the best 135 pounder on the planet was and so far no one's been able to beat Peter Jan and I don't know if anyone of those 135 pounders can. When you look at Peter Yan at first, he doesn't actually look like 
this incredible physical specimen. But once that fella gets going and once the fight starts, there's no stopping him. He is there from, as I say, from bell to bell. And he is relentless. And I don't think Aljamain Sterling striking is at a high enough level to stop Peter Yan from being able to put it on him. And I do think Peter Yan's takedown defense is good enough to stop Aljamain Sterling getting his back. Do you disagree? You nail it in the head, you know. So, as I say, this is going to be the best Peter Yan you'll ever see, guys. And he's so switched on, you know, controlled, disciplined. Um, I, I believe he's going to hurt Aljamain in a bad way. We get past them kicks, you know. I, I believe his first round will be his best. You know, you're going to come out fast, starting throwing kicks. You know, he's going to show a lot of kicks, you know. It'll be getting in Peter's head, like trying to think that he's going to keep shooting and shooting, you know. He's been posting like videos of bad sparring and all this here, you know. But, you know, that's to invite Peter on and say, you're going to see a controlled Peter Jan here, you know. He's going to be in his face. It's going to be the longest night of his life here, especially when he gets hit. He's going to be on the shell mode. He's going to be running and covering and shooting and leaving himself open, you know. Yeah, one thing I will say also, Jan, is he's, he's very smart about it. He leaves about four, five, six months in between fights. I think this is going to be one of his longest time ever since he's uh, been in the UFC to defend his title. Obviously, with COVID and stuff like that, and with him training out in Thailand or being in Russia, travel restrictions are probably a bit harder for him. It's a bit more of a, you know, what did no, I say? I a, a logistical nightmare probably for him at times. But, you know what I mean? Like, he comes and he comes prepared and he comes ready. I mean, I think I think he's right to take those t- that time off in between fights, especially after a war like an Aldo fight. Yeah, and you know, uh, you just nailed that. This guy is getting even smarter. The hardest thing with Peter Yan, even when I was in Thailand, we'd say to him, "Look, Peter, tomorrow rest day, recover." Next thing you'd look is way up running like big Buddha mountain, like in thirty degrees heat. Like them, you'd need to to tie him to the bed to rest. You know, it's just like. <laughs> Phenomenal the way it trains, you know, it, it could be in the gym first thing in the morning and last the night. And that, that's the way it was for a long time. Peter Yan is starting to learn now. He's listening like he's like, Peter, please rest. And he'll take the day off and he'll recover. And this camp touch wood, not an injury count, fresh. And I mean, inspiring. We've had three different guys. I'm not going to mention no names, like high level guys inspiring them. Two and a half minutes each, you know, for five rounds. And guys have been getting carried out like they've been trying the wrong game plan with Peter, you know. Um, I know sparring, sparring, but the guy is fresh and strong, you know, he's not overtrained. Whereas before in his earlier career, it, you know, sometimes that man could have been even the best of him in, in the gym, you know. Uh, even like the likes of Riviera, we're fighting Riviera, we said, Peter rest. He, was, he goes, I'm going to go for a swimming for his rest. And he went out and swam, got stung by a jellyfish, one of them box jellyfish in Thailand, you know. Nobody knows that. That man was sick as a dog fighting Riviera. This is the only camp that we haven't had an injury, touch wood, you know. So this, this is why we're so excited, you know. We're going to see the best Peter Yan here. What's it like coaching Peter and just having him having that mindset? Like it must be like a, a coach's dream. Uh, it's, Peter's great, you know, and uh, you know it's funny now is like his uh, English is good, you know. 
the Russian and the Irish really get on. We're, we're similar the way we think. And, you know, it's, it's really good with Peter. Me and him share the room. Every camp we go together, you know, it's great. Some of the old guys, they snore now. Me and him is like two mouses. Well, I hope, think we are anyways, you know. <laughs> so we get on good with the same mindsets, you know, with similar backgrounds. We know, like, on fight week, what worked for us and what we didn't like to hear and stuff, you know, because people can come to fight camp and start speaking about this, you know, on fight week, and you don't want to hear them things, you know, it makes your brain go overload. So it's, it's great. We, we click with similar styles and we, we know it works, you know. Uh, I have a question on uh, ATT for you, John. Um, obviously, you know, you took a... Uh, took flight from Thailand, came to Miami for a while. You know, they have some <laughs> world-class fighters there. They have Jorge Masvidal, Dustin Poirier, Amanda Nunes, I think Ioanni and JJ trained there. Like some real world-class talent. What did you take away from your time at ATT? And is there anything that you'll bring back to Thailand which is that you thought that they do very well there? You know, uh, Peter and I will tell you this himself, you know, until you go to Thailand, you won't experience the way they train there. You know, it's, Thailand is hard to beat, you know. Uh, mm. ATT was perfect for this camp, you know. You know, the, as you, you named it there, like, the town for sparring is top level, you know. And Tiger, the minute, 15-day quarantine, we can't get no guys to spar, you know. What I have to say about uh, ATT is the ground game, it's like, Every gym's got their own ways, you know. Tiger Muay Thai is known for being a striking gym, really, when you see the likes of Valentina and Peter and all them guys. Um, you go to ATT, it's more like a, a a ground game gym, you know what I mean? You've got some great guys on the ground there, you know. it's uh, So we've took bits away from that, you know. There's one coach, uh, like a, I don't never say much about coaches or if I don't... But there's one coach I really love working with in ATT. Perumpa, he's a Brazilian guy, you know. He, he's been great there, you know. His ground game's perfect. So, me and him's worked together for this fight, you know. Uh, is up there, his ground game's now is his top level. You know, when it goes to the ground, I can let him take over, you know. When it comes up, he can let me take over, you know. It's great to have that extra person beside me, you know. So, uh, it's been perfect for that. Yeah, I, I did actually see Dan Lambert as well say that uh, it was great to have Peter over in the gym as well and for the fighters around there to see his championship mindset and the way he did his preparation. He's, he also said he's one of the first ones there in the morning and one of the last ones to leave at night. So, uh, you know, for any young fighters out there listening, you know what I mean, take, take a note out of Peter Jan's book, but also listen to your coach. And when they tell you to take the rest day, take the yeah, rest yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't get stung by a jellyfish on the way. <laughs> It's funny you saying that. Did you learn anything? But we noticed when we were training, they were all watching us. But you know, it's funny how it goes in circles, isn't it? Like you know, yeah. Well, I think I think well, you know, there's a bit of starstruckness. You know, what I mean, you're well, like even the biggest stars are like Jesus. You know, you sort of want to see. You want to get that insight to why is why is he the best in the world at what he does? Yeah, yeah. It's not every day you the champ walks in, you know. And John Boy, uh, they're probably like, "Whoa, <laughs> I think I saw him Bunkrana before." You know, <laughs> I could have worked with a couple of guys over there. Uh, there was a couple of high-level guys that were going, the only chance we get some work on. But, uh, you know, me personally, I would have loved to work and say, yeah, I worked on I was there for Peter, and I said, look, Peter, I'm here for you. I'm not here for these guys, you know. So we just stuck to our guns there. But 
I'll probably go now back and I'm going, geez, I wish I had it on this or that, you know, but I'm here for Peter, you know. Yeah, you, um, could, you could add Masvidal to your roster. I, you know what? I, I'd say I, he's a sound guy. Like, and I've seen a couple of little tweaks that I was like, oh, I'd love to get a session with him. But uh, as I say, you could, no problem. But we're there for Peter. Uh, he's a cool guy, Masvidal, you know. Yeah, Street Jesus. Yeah, see, Jesus. <laughs> oh, so humble, so is you know. What What happens at the end? And um, like, if I'm like, I'm going to bet on it. And as I think we're all agreeing, we're all betting on the three winners. But um, like, what, what happens at the end when Peter gets the mic? Does um, does he does he get uh, Ma, what, sorry, what's his name here? Um, Magomed Magomedov to rip up his Bellator contract and come to the UFC and uh, complete the trilogy. <laughs> Or uh, or what or 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 what's what's he say? I can't wait to get back to Thailand. Or like John Boy yeah. sings the song. Like what what what's yeah. what's gonna come out of his lips? He's gonna grab the mic with the best uh, accent you ever hear. The Irish Donegaling. <laughs> 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 now he's gonna grab the mic, and I know what's coming out of his mouth. He's gonna go, "Hey, where's that drug sheet at?" And he's gonna go, "Hey, no chance. Any one of you guys can get it, you know." So he. He is going to be active this year, you know. Hopefully, June will be out again, you know. Touch wood, no injuries and stuff, you know. But he, he wants to make a statement here. If you, if you were to line up the next three fights for um for Peter in any order, who who's the, what's the dream for you? Um, for me, I know him personally. He wants TJ first. For me, I want Cody Garbrandt straight away from. I think Styles make fight two good guys. His chin will let him down with Peter when he gets hit, you know. 100%. You know, and it's a great fight. He seems to be back up there now. Mm. He seems to be loving the training and all. And, What's uh, your take on his boxing, actually? Because because he's yeah, known for being one of the best boxers yeah, in the UFC. Yeah, it's good. That's why I want him. I want to prove that, that Peter is the best there in the UFC mm. and I'm bumping with, you know. Th- this is the fight for me. I want, and I see openings on him. I would love that fight more than any other fight, you know. Okay, so Cody Garbrandt's one. Yeah, uh, you know, TJ's Peter, two. Sorry, you said TJ's yeah, two. Yeah, he's gonna go for TJ. You know, no hard fight, no strike mix fight. You know, it's quality fights there. Um, who else would be? There? What, a, what a bit uh, of return I, of Henry Cejudo. Yeah, I would love that. I can't see him coming, you know. I, I would love that as well, you know. But I can't see him coming back. Who knows? He, you, don't you know, know he's going to tweet out after the fight and, like, leave it there lingering. He, like, after yeah. every bantamweight fight, he likes to let them know that he left uh, with the belt. But at if the end of the day... If he wants to come and get it, he can come and get it, you know. We'd be happy to fight him, you know, as well. It's a big name to wipe out, you know. So There you go. There you go, Henry. The king of cringe has been called. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would love uh, Marlon Marias too, even though that's going down now after last fight. But mm. if he ever builds back up, Marias, we were training for Marias. I think it would really hurt him in a bad way as well. Like, you know. So what it, about Corey Sandhagen after that vicious knee uh, knockout over Frankie Edgar? Yeah, you can't rule him out. Tricky fight, you know, for me being like a, a stand up striking kind of a background. Uh, for me, it's a bit of a horrible more fight, but like that's going to be here with Aljamain and all, you know. I'm calling out all the stand-up guys here, you know. So, so yeah, the, I, I do. I do look fight. at Sandhagen and think he's he's so awkward. There's just something so about him. Awkward. No, so tall, yeah. so tall. You sort of look at him and you go, "What's he really good at?" And they're like, "I don't really know," but like he's probably going to win one way or the other against most guys now. You know what I mean? 
And for Peter, you know, it's uh, you know, for because he's just he's up there now, you know, but it ain't the biggest name yet. There's more big money mm. and like uh, Cody and PJ, you know, it's more of a risk situation with Cody, you know, even though I think you like they'll destroy him, but he's going for the bigger names now, you know, it's all about the money and everything now, the media, you know. And talk about talking your way into a into a title fight as well. There is one man on the card, and if there's one man on the card who could talk way into the title fight, what about Dominic Cruz? Yeah, Dominic Cruz, he's there. He's on the card as well. We, we haven't seen him yet, you know. Um, that's an old guy up there, you know, an old fast on his feet, moving. I would love that fight too. I think he's just past it now, you know, and Peter's the youth, the speed, and the power, you know. Yeah, but if you want to play, if you want to build that name recognition, there it's it's not a bad name to get in there. It's not me. a bad name. That that's the names you want them high top guys, you know, straight away. John, would you say the bantamweight division is possibly the most talented division in all of the UFC? You know, definitely, it's it's on fire at the minute. You know, it's, 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 you know the the smaller, faster guys. You know, they're always good to watch. You know, so yeah. You know, all the divisions are on fire. You know, I'm a I love boxing, like, but watching that Canelo fight all night, yeah. you know, I just like not a bit wonder. Everybody doesn't watch the boxing now. It's like UFC, you're getting 50 50 fights, like entertainment fights. You know, people stand up to watch Canelo now, and you think UFC is just yeah. taking over, isn't it? You know, yeah. I saw you, I saw you post that, and I couldn't agree anymore. As much as you want to be fair to the lads who do box. And you want to be, yeah. make it seem like there is a possibility they could lose, or it's always stacked in someone else's favor. You know, it's yeah, it's disappointing and, and, to see. Know, but that, yeah, that's why uh, everyone wants Fury against Joshua. Like, yeah, you know, they, that's kind of fight for a while there with the COVID uh, happening back in Ireland. Uh, Eddie Hearn had on the Garden shows. No, they were brilliant because yeah, they were, they were getting offered fights and like they're like, yeah, look, it's a 50-50 fight. You don't sell tickets. You have to fight to get the win, you know. And they were good shows. People watched that. But now, like, the restrictions is easing up again, especially there, like, in Miami. You got people coming back to watch some big shows. And they're watching little guys are bringing and they get slaughtered, you know what I mean? It's not, it's, it's not what good. Like, it's bad luck for boxing. John, what would you think of Eddie Hearn kept the back garden going and made that his like Eddie Hearn's contender series and brought guys in on Wednesday <laughs> I, night and did a box? I actually think that would work. You know, that? I, I love you know, the back garden setting. Yeah, I, I rate Eddie Hearn. You know, I like him. He even says, Look, I'm taking the leaf out of Dana White's book here, you know, and uh, the, you know, so he is. I, I like Eddie Hearn. He's got that uh, positive mindset and he goes, Yeah, we've got to do what the UFC is doing here. So he's offering the contract as fighters and go, Look, Take it or leave it. It's up to you. You want to be on the big stage. We, we, you got to fight for these, right? For your right, you know? And, and that's what's happening here. It's all 50-50 fights, and it's good to watch, you know? I'm going to run through, like, four or five really quick fights for you, John, in the boxing and ask you who's going to win, right? And I just yeah. I, I want quick answers. You ready? Yeah. All right, we'll start <laughs> with the main one. Fury versus Joshua. Fury. Straight away. Boxes yeah, agreed, and agreed. all day. Okay, Canelo versus uh, Billy Joe Saunders. I love Billy Joe, but Canelo too strong. Late round, savage. What about uh, Katie Taylor versus Clarissa Shields? No great fight. Katie Taylor, the best ever. Yeah, you better believe it. Facts, facts. Uh -huh. And then what about Gervonta Davis versus Ryan Garcia? 
or Javante Davis. I like him. Garcia, I don't like him one, but you know. <laughs> and then, and then the biggest one of all, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. Get out properly. Get out properly. I hope that Jake Paul gets smashed. I hit him today. You know, <laughs> he's causing a ruckus. It's actually funnier if he wins. It's more interesting if he wins rather than he loses uh, to Ben Askren. So the saga continues. You know. I know everybody hates him, don't they? You know, sort of. Yeah. Uh, but you know, fair play to him. Look at him; he's doing great, isn't he? He's a multi-millionaire yeah. now, isn't yeah. he? No. And then John, John, obviously Ireland's got some like fantastic talents up and coming. You know, you have the McKenna brothers, you have Dylan Moore, and uh, yeah. you have the guys out like Tieran uh, Bradley and Tony Brown out of Rourke's gym. Do you still have your ear to the ground on the up and coming Irish boxing scene? And is there anyone who you think we should look out for? Yeah, well, so young James Power just flew out to me, a young guy from Cork, uh, you know, he's five and yeah. oh, so I'm going to help him over there, you know, I, as I say, I love boxing, I will help any Irish guy, see the first Irish man that comes to Thailand, like, I always go out of my way for them, you know, and they always laugh me and Tiger, you know, the Hickman brothers and all them, they go, you're all pike, they, they call me a pikey, they go, oh, you pikey fit together now, you know, you know, but it's true, like, you know, because when I went over there, I had nobody to help me, and I always remember that, you know. So I was saying, look out for him. So this young kid wrote to me one day, and as I say, I'm loving the UFC, you know, and I, I always love boxing. UFC will be the route I always stay there, but I'm going to really help this kid this year. I've got some awful good high-level fights. Well, we're going to build them up. But there's a big promotion in Thailand, and there's, I'd say, an Irish man, Kevin Noon, he's a, up top of the WBC, we're gonna go the WBC route with him, try and get him WBC Asia at the end of the year. And they're good shows, TV shows, and it's easy to build this kid in Ireland. As I say, I, I don't want nothing for it. He's a young 19 year old. I will help the kid a little bit when I'm out there. But as I said, them my main guys now is like Peter and Mohammed Mikhaev. You know, I have to go to Mohammed and I'll have this fight too, you know. But between that, I will help him the best I can, you know. And he can come and go to America, to his fights or back to Ireland. I've always told him that, you know. Yeah, shout out to James. You're Ireland's yeah. youngest ever pro boxer as well. Uh, here, lads, uh, just before we rip, wrap up uh, the UC 259 uh, card, um, I want you to both just pick one more fight each for the people to look out for or that you're most excited for. So, John, I'll, uh, I'll let you go first. Well, for me, I know it's got to be uh, Jan and Sterling. That's the one I'm excited for. And the heavyweight, I can't wait to see that one, you know, again. Uh, Ross, uh, any other ones, obviously, to look out for? Yeah, I'm actually really excited to see Islam Makachev fight Drew Dover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just want to see, I feel like Islam Makachev, if he wins this one, he'll get one more big fight. And I feel like... You know, DC has come out and said it. He goes, if someone could beat Islam Makachev, that could be the route to get Khabib Nurmagomedov back out of retirement. So if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Um, Islam's uh, massive talent. So I am looking forward to seeing him. And I feel like it's been quite a while since we have seen him in the last fight. Yeah, he's quality. That guy I was in the, the APEC or the like the PA the overnight with all them guys. It was funny, you know, and they're all up chatting with Peter and all. And he goes, oh, he goes, where's this guy from? London. And I go, no, Ireland. And he goes, Come on outside, he's like, taking you out in the back, you know, joking about Conor McGregor and all, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh, I'm okay, but <laughs> you know, it is. So, yeah, you, uh, do, you yeah. wouldn't want to bum crown a bang, that fella. No, 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 <laughs> hit and run, maybe. Yeah, yeah well, that, that fella, that fella, you know, he'd start with your toes and work his way up your leg, and then you'd have all your 
orifices trapped behind your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, Give us a another, fight there. Another fighter I'm dying to see is the, the one that opens up the main card in the light heavyweight division. Tiago Santos is fighting Alexander Rakic. I'm just expecting yeah. that as well. But then, um, like, lads, that's not even like, that's not even mess around here. Like, they, even the prelims are unbelievable. Like, Dominic Cruz is going to be fighting on that. Uh, Song Yudong's on the prelims. Joseph Benavidez as well. Koi Car. Like, it's just, the card yeah. is absolutely stacked. This is something we, we're definitely looking forward to, especially after the card that's after we're coming off from last week. It didn't really live up to the hype. Or UC 258 wasn't unbelievable. But I mean, like, this, for people paying for it, this is uh, going to be well worth your cash. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, Lads, before we like that, that, we sort of went over everything there. Like, with like John Boy's, um, like rise to the rise to become the, the, the coach of the champ. But, like, John, ju- like, just one last question for me Does do you just feel like you're at the beginning of your journey now as a coach, or whereabouts are you? Yeah, I, I believe I'm like, you know, my life's around coaching now. You know, as I say, the first year I was still like, you know, but like fighting and coach, all I do is study fights now, you know. And, uh, you know, it's just full time job. Nights, you know, people think, you know, oh, it's great, you know, is coaching this guy. Many sleepless nights, you know, you're up, you know. I, I woken up, Peter asked me, I woken up one morning, two o'clock in the morning. I had this vision what shot I was going to knock a fighter out. I was up, I had to write it down. I asked Peter, the shot's going to work, you know. And we drilled and we drilled through it and ah, uh, we pulled it off and sparring and everything, you know. It's crazy. My mind goes in overload at nighttime. I'll be like, yeah, and I have to jot it down, you know. They call him Mr. Coach. He predicts these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's great to see, it's I, great to see I, how much I, you're loving it as well. It's great. It's great to see. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's it's so good to have another Irish person. Uh, what's called? Uh, you know, in the UFC ranks, and uh, we actually tell everyone about you. We're like. <laughs> Any anytime Peter Yang comes up, is like, did you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, so, actually, uh, that's so true. That's so yeah. true. And like people oh, are like, no way, because we actually have Megan O'Leary on our show. Um, we were telling uh, her about it, and we we had that uh, big John McCarthy and Josh Thompson on our show, and we were telling them about it as well. <laughs> <laughs> You're going for it. You're going for it. But like, uh, like John, obviously you have to, you have to like, um coach the champ you know and you're like we, we want to thank you very much for coming on the show we want to thank no everyone problem, for like guys. checking out the show obviously we're going to be in contact again you know like uh, who knows if if, if the <laughs> like who knows who mm-hmm. really knows but like all the best this weekend uh ross anything else to say before we wrap things up no john um obviously very best look this weekend Um, big fight bring home the belt and if we are ever heading to Phuket Thailand we'll, you'll be our first port of call and uh, we'll text you on Sunday morning and say congratulations um, for those who are watching at home thank you very very much for yeah, all make sure to follow words. John as well all that sort of yeah. stuff as well Don't, oh like, yeah well he'd, sure. be, he'd be relentlessly tagged on Instagram so <laughs> yeah. it won't be hard it won't be hard yeah. But uh, guys, thanks a million for all your kind words on the UFC 259 countdown video. Uh, it was an absolute honor to be part of that. And if you are new from there, make sure to like, share, subscribe. And as always, <laughs> stay, stay energized. energized. <laughs>